Welcome to Biz Talk with Bill Roy, episode 32, our first episode of 2018. We made it in here. Each episode, you hear me say it, each episode, it's true. Our goal with the podcast, as always, is to provide you with insight into the people, places, companies, and organizations that make up Wichita's important business community. Thank you, as always, for listening. This week, we discuss the biggest company in Wichita you don't know. It has 1,600 employees, produces a million pieces of equipment a year, and has spent $50 million in revitalization of its facilities. That's also the big story of the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal. More with reporter Daniel McCoy in a minute. Also in the weekly edition, read more about Martin Pringle Law Firm's decision to move to a new downtown office. This week we spend 10 minutes with Ben Gartner of J.P. Wygand & Sons Real Estate, page 19. This week's top 25 list, the area's biggest hotels and motels. That's on page 14. And you can see who has a tax lien, who's created a new corporation, real estate deals, new lawsuits, and building permits. That's in our leads section. It begins on page 16. Did you know our 2017 book of lists has been published? Head to our website, wichitabusinessjournal.com. You can see how to get your very own copy. Back in a moment. Welcome to Biz Talk with Bill Roy of the Wichita Business Journal. Talking business, your business that is, is what Equity Bank's team of bankers does best. Visit us today at equitybank.com. Joining me this week, aviation and manufacturing reporter Daniel McCoy, and the biggest company in Wichita you don't know is Johnson Controls. As I said, 1,600 employees, and they produce a million pieces of equipment a year out of their Wichita facilities. Daniel pitched this story a couple of months ago. Daniel, why'd you think it would be an interesting story to tell? Well, just as we got to, to know them a little bit better through the course of, of this last year and learn a little bit more about their operations, they were our uh, actually our uh, overall excellence winner at our uh, 2017 Manufacturing Wholesale and Distribution Awards. And and through some of the reporting on that, just to get a sense of the scope of, of what they do there and, and uh, the opportunity to dive in a little bit more on what that impact means in terms of how it trickles out locally was was intriguing because they're they're a major employer and uh you know you, you mentioned that 1600 people that's up almost 24 percent year over year so that's pretty remarkable growth and it, it's all kind of stemming from a a real vote of confidence from their corporate parent it was interesting to see the numbers you put together in the weekly edition what are some of the other statistics or facts about johnson controls that we may not know yeah, so they have uh, on about 63 acres up on the uh, north side of town on North Mead Street. Uh, they have about 1.3 million square feet at its primary uh, manufacturing campus. That's uh, north of 29th Street, south of 37th on Mead yes. in that industrial area yes. right there. Yes, and uh, it's, a, it's a huge campus. Uh, you, you really don't have an idea of how big it is. Uh, just pull, even just pulling in until you start to to walk through it, and uh, we did take a tour. I think we're going to discuss that, but uh, uh, yeah, it's a it's a, a sprawling factory. Um, they also recently uh, leased an additional four hundred thousand square feet of warehousing space up in uh, Park City. Um, that's uh, designed to give them more room. Uh, production wise because they are as much as they've grown already in the last couple of years they are 
uh, projecting even more growth in the future. So they're making room to, to be able to add capacity and, and uh, job growth is expected to continue and, and that local impact to continue uh, right along with that. Some of those impact numbers that they shared uh, with us, um, pretty pretty astounding. They they estimate they work with around 140 regional suppliers and spend about 30 million dollars annually with those suppliers every year. So it's not just jobs uh, directly at the factory, which are certainly having an economic impact, but their their supplier spend is having an economic impact. They bring in around a thousand dealers uh, every year for tours and kind of product pitches and because dealers are kind of like their uh, point of entry with the customer mm-hmm. um, with these uh, residential heating and air conditioning units that they build. So they bring bring these folks in, uh, you know, they, you know, as they told us, you know, that's hotel stays, that's restaurants, that's, you know, so there's a lot of things you might not think immediately of that are driving an economic impact, but, but they really are for Johnson Controls, and it's an impact that's uh, only going to continue to grow. The uh, warehouse space, that, is that the 77th and I-135 area right there? Yeah, that's the uh, Air Capital Delivery and Warehouse, Lou Rebelli's um, uh, operation up there. It's actually what they took over used to be the uh, space utilized by the Hayes Company. Right. They took that over and then some additional warehouse space up there. So they'll be uh, shipping the units once they come off the production line. Uh, a few miles south there, uh, they'll they'll ship them up there and store them there and, and distribute them out of there. And then, as I said, they'll have more uh, production capacity uh, at their existing plant now. Well, tell us about that tour that you were able to go through on that uh, on the Johnson Controls facility. Yeah, it was, it, like I said, it was impressive. Uh, I've toured a lot of uh, aircraft plants and other manufacturers, but this was my first time uh, getting to tour their operations. And uh, yeah, very impressive. Um, yeah, automation uh, built in throughout robotics. Uh, one of the things they told us, uh, part of this investment that's gone into the, the facility has uh, been technology heavy. And you see that and uh, I mean, you see it everywhere. But the interesting part is for them, as with other companies that have told us the same is, uh, you know, this automation isn't actually eliminating jobs. Right. It's creating more jobs because, you know, for every every production line function that a, a, a robot or a machine can do, it increases your capacity, but then you need people in shipping and receiving. You need people in quality control. You need people in other functions. So it's been a, a kind of win-win for them on that. So it's very modern uh, looking uh, assembly line assembly facility uh uh very clean a lot of raw material uh 62 million pounds of steel used annually just as an example so you know they they, you have a lot of raw product coming in then it's formed and rolled and and molded into the shapes they need and the components are installed and and so it's a it's an impressive uh operation and they're very big on uh their corporate parent or johnson controls anyway has the uh kind of corporate philosophy they call one team and you, you see that in there as well in terms of they had a, a recent and ongoing, they call it a day in the life campaign mm-hmm. where they kind of highlight one worker and 
do a little series on them. And uh, so, for example, over that worker station, there would be like a big poster from from that media series that they did, you know, kind of a point of pride. Right. Um, there's also an area where they have, it looks like you're walking down an Olympic hall or something, but there's uh, just a row of flags. And what that is, is uh, one of the operation, uh, plant operation managers has hung a flag representing the home country of every worker they have in the facility. Oh, wow. So it's uh, just all these different countries stretching down. And it's, it's uh, again, kind of a touch point where employees can feel pride both in themselves and in the work they're doing there. So you get that sense from the plant as well. Right. One of the uh, Johnson Controls officials you talked with was Chet Sears. He is Director of Quality Processes and Services. We're familiar with Chet because he was part of our first class of emerging leaders. Good guy. And he was one that was on the tour with you and, and sort of took you around. You recorded your interview with him, and we have some sound bites from Chet. You talked to him about several different topics, and some of that is in the, uh, in the weekly edition story that you did, the big centerpiece, but also we have some of that here as well. Yeah, Chet talks about how the company had to make sure it was performing well to get corporate leaders to sign off on the renovations and the revitalization process in the plant. A lot of it had to do with executing what we were given, right, to be in a right. place to win it. So yeah. uh, to be in a position where the company's willing to invest uh, more in what, what we are doing. And uh, then it, it took a lot of the way we, we went about things. So really focusing right. on... Uh, just a, an organized flow of material through the factory. Right. Um, and to give you a little perspective, uh, I first walked in the doors in 2007. Okay. We had uh, 13 outdoor uh, assembly line, outdoor product assembly lines. Right. Uh, right. Uh, today we have four, and we could produce more four than we did with 13 back then. So wow. really getting into the material flow, uh, having a lean operation and uh, focusing on, uh, you know, value-added work uh, right. from, from our employees uh, that we have. And uh, so invested a lot in technology, too. Of course. Yeah. Uh, our quality system has is, is been improved uh, substantially through this process. And, right. Uh, a lot of barcode scanning. We have RFID chips in our assembly okay. pallets that uh, keep up with this, the tests as they go. Right. So we can't have a, a, a defective product leave or a right. line. Right. Uh, which was not like that before. So that all helps with, with the flow that we Keeps have. it all moving. So yeah. once we got the investment in our process uh, really, really focused on, then it was more about getting investment in our product. Right. Uh, and, and that's when we focused on in uh, our test labs or test facilities that we have here. That's when we... Uh, we got the approval to redesign our uh, most of our, our platforms that we produce. Interesting information there, Daniel. And uh, you've got some more information about the, some of the products, uh, the families that they've got. Yeah, so uh, one of the big uh, changes in recent years has been uh, innovative uh, new products at the facility. It's interesting here, uh, something that, and they feel like this gives them a competitive advantage. They design and build everything all under one roof. So um, the $50 million that the company has spent in the last five years has accompanied the uh, launch of uh, 12 new residential product families uh, under the Johnson Controls umbrella. Uh, and those are all, uh, by all accounts, uh, going gangbusters, all selling at or above forecasted levels. So, uh, you know, this, this plant revitalization uh, kind of helped lead to this uh, vote of confidence from, from uh, Johnson Controls corporate with these new products, and now they're executing on that plan. 
What are some of the brands that are associated with Johnson Controls? We've uh, we've heard of some of these before, and some folks might be surprised to to hear what these brands are. Right. Yeah. One of the things that's that's kind of interesting for them, uh, not a lot of what they make will actually have the Johnson Controls name on it, but uh, they're going to be uh, residential uh, heating and air uh, units that uh, most people have probably heard of. You have York. Uh, Coleman, Luxair, Champion, uh, Fraser Johnston. Uh, if you were driving down uh, Kellogg near downtown uh, recently, you may have seen a billboard that said uh, something to the effect of York made proudly in the air capital. That's that's Johnson Controls. So um, they, their name might not be on all these units as they're branded under these other brands, but I guarantee you if you live in a neighborhood with a Johnson employee, he knows what kind of unit you have in your backyard. <laughs> Just driving by, oh, yeah, they'll, yeah, they'll, they'll point look. it out. Oh, yeah, they'll look. <laughs> Once again, when you talked to uh, Chet Sears, he gave you a little bit more background and information about the company during your in- interview, and he talks about competition. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a very competitive market for them, and uh, uh, they feel like some of what they've done in Wichita, though, uh, gives them a chance to, to beat those competitors. Uh, yeah, and, and in order to do that, we have to stay uh, current. Uh, with uh, not only the government regulations, and this is a highly regulated industry, yeah. um, probably not as highly regulated as aircraft, but but when it comes to refrigerants and, yeah. and, and the Department yeah. of Energy, um, there's a lot of regulations that dictate where, where our industry is headed. But also from uh, ease of install, and, and, and you know our, our homeowners typically when they go to buy a new system um, don't worrying as much about the brand of equipment they're buying, but right. I trust their contractor. Right. Um, right. So if I call Finastock because my air conditioner's not working right and Finastock says, hey, I think you, you need a new system, right. they're going to say, what do you recommend? Right. right. So we want to be the, the, the brand that's chosen right. um, when, when uh, they answer that question. Right. So we do a lot from a design perspective to make uh, make it uh, equipment of choice for the installer. For the, oh, yeah, yeah, for the, for yeah. the installer. Because yeah. they, if they want to install something that they don't have to come back and, and visit uh, to, to, to repair, they want to install something that's easy to install. Yeah, for sure. It's not, doesn't have sharp edges, uh, so where they get cut a lot. I mean, there's a lot yeah. of things that, oh, yeah. that we focus on to be better than our competition. I think it's interesting when Chet talks about, you know, competition, he also talks about local companies that they work with a lot of people may not think, well, this is a manufacturer and they ship their things somewhere else, but a lot of those products are installed, as you said, right here in Wichita with these other companies. Right. Uh, certainly the products go all over the country and, and kind of an interesting side note on that, they have a very uh, advanced, uh, they call it the highly accelerated life testing facility. So they'll be testing uh, completed units in there in these uh, test laboratories that simulate weather conditions, but it accelerates them so it uh, pr- uh, it basically creates like a five-year life cycle in, in uh, just a couple weeks. Um, that actually means, uh, whether you knew this or not, that it snows every two weeks in Wichita. <laughs> it snows in one of the laboratories on the unit so they can test its performance. But that's so they know what climates it can stand up to there, you know, if they have to change maybe the, the angle of grading or something because of, of, a, of a certain climate. So those products are going elsewhere around the country into other climates. But yes, there are plenty that stay right here in Wichita and they have uh, local dealers that are the people, as I said, that are kind of the face, you know, the, the touch point with the consumer uh, in terms of a Wichita built product staying in Wichita. You made an important point in that it, they're not just making the products here. They're also testing them. 
Yeah. Design, production, testing, uh, everything happens under one roof. And, you know, one of the things uh, Chet said that, you know, is a point of pride is that employees there, you know, from every step of the process, if you're an engineer, you can see the part you designed be installed in a unit. You can see that unit leave the factory floor. You may pass that truck that's delivering it to, to wherever on the way home, or you may see it in neighborhood and often they do in neighborhoods around town. So, um, yeah, they, uh, it's a, a kind of one-stop shop really that, and again, something they feel is a competitive advantage because uh, it allows them to be nimble, uh, allows them to implement changes if they need to quickly. And, and, uh, it's kind of a, a cohesive, uh, environment where ideas, move quickly right talk a little bit more about the local impact of a company like johnson controls they spend a lot of money in the community yeah they absolutely do they support a lot of local nonprofits. on top of that supplier spending that we discussed earlier um the uh just a lot of of involvement in the wichita community i mean organizations from make a wish kansas wichita children's home united way salvation army YMCA. Uh, they were the sponsor of the Wichita Corporate Challenge earlier this year. Um, so, you know, they're supporting at the corporate level, but they also have a high level of employee engagement in terms of, of nonprofit work. They have like a uh, they have a business women's group internally. They have a veterans group internally, and each of those groups do uh, some nonprofit work and have a community chairperson that, that kind of leads that. So um, they are definitely uh, entrenched uh, in the community and looking to become more so even. Uh, one of the things that, uh, again, another competitive advantage they feel like they found here, uh, around 50 company leaders uh, recently completed uh, training at the Kansas Leadership Center. And, and Chet told us he thought that's that's been great, that it's made them better leaders and it's that flows down to other people in the organization. And so, you know, through things like you mentioned, our Emerging Leaders uh, program, you know, we hope to see more of these folks on boards and organizations around town. You talked with Chet about uh, Wichita and being here in Wichita and also about uh, what Wichita could do for for Johnson Controls, right? Yeah, it's real easy to support uh, Johnson Controls. Uh, Chet just says to buy local. We manufacture a product that the people of Wichita can buy, whether it's a furnace or an air conditioner right. or an air handler for their for their home. And uh, a couple of the partners that we have here in town that, that, that they can buy the product from is Fauna Stock, mm -hmm. um, Cooks Heating and Air, and, and Frederick Plumbing. Okay. Or uh, are, are all three places that they can go if they want to buy a Wichita-made product from their neighbor. They, they, yeah. they're manufactured by their neighbor. They have an opportunity to do that. We see it every day when you drive by somebody's house and you look at that air conditioner that's on the side of their house. And we're you like, gotta, are, you, are, are you buying something that, that, that's, that's made here? So the, the heating and air conditioning contractors that we have here in town that sell our product, we're really proud of them. Yeah. And we want yeah. more people to do business with them Absolutely. because they're, they're, they're selling something that is manufactured right here in Wichita. Once again, that is Chet Sears. He is Director of Quality Processes and Services for Johnson Controls. Uh, we appreciate Chet working with us on, on this story and giving you guys a tour of, uh, of the plant. I think most people sort of lost track of the company back when Johnson bought York. That's part of the company history. It started out as Coleman. York was in there, and then Johnson bought York. It seems like the company would even admit it's been pretty quiet up to now, don't you think? 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the local facility, as you said, traces its roots all the way back to the uh, 1920s and 30s as a division of Coleman Company. Um, uh, eventually, uh, that operation was uh, bought by York in 1995, and then Johnson bought York in 2005. Um, and yeah, uh, to a certain extent, it's just uh, uh, they've been head down doing what they do. Um, but they also have, I think, through this process of revitalization and getting this kind of stamp of approval uh, with these new products and, and the confidence and investment, uh, uh, wanting to tell their story a little bit more. Uh, for example, that billboard that I mentioned earlier, right. you know, they're, they're trying to get, whether it's Johnson Controls or the brands that they build, uh, they're, they're trying to get the message out that, you know, as Chet said, these are products made right here in Wichita by your neighbors. Good job on the story. It's in Thank the uh, weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal this week. It is our centerpiece, the biggest company you don't know about, Johnson Controls. Thanks, Daniel. Appreciate it. We'll be back right after this. Most bankers are good at banking talk. What you need is a banker who knows how to talk business. Your business, that is. I'm Andrew Cheney, commercial lender here at Equity Bank. If you've got plans to grow, we're ready to talk about your business. Visit equitybank.com. That's it for Biz Talk with Bill Roy this week. I hope you'll go to our website and check out our Biz Talk with Bill Roy hub. You can connect with all our episodes there. If you like the podcast, let us know. If you have ideas for guests you'd like to hear from, want to know that as well. Biz Talk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. On behalf of the great staff here, thanks for listening. Thanks to producer Brittany Showalter, and thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Have a profitable week.